Oh, Merry Christmas. You might have noticed that this Christmas edition of Cinema Swirl is releasing a little bit earlier this year, but keep your eyes peeled and your ears, I suppose, on the podcast feed, because there might be another treat coming around Christmas Day. Ooh. This episode was supported by our backers over at patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl. Five dollar backers over at Patreon get access to our monthly exclusive bonus show, Cinema Swill where we review a bunch of famously bad movies. If that sounds like the sort of thing you're interested in, then head on over to patreon.com forward slash cinemaswell to find out more. Right, get the mince pies and the eggnog, and let's get swirling. Cinema Swirl! Oh, ho, ho! Santa's alive! It's episode number 55, coming to you from Hollywood, California, by way of the North Pole, that is, brackets, Lapland. No, not that Lapland, you dirty get. It's Kevin here with his OTP Sam. How are you doing? Hello, Merry Christmas. And, and many more? Yep, fest- festive time. Us all here. I'm jolly and happy and merry and full of mince pies and ba- Baileys. <laughs> I think Baileys. Maybe I just sound. You sound like you're very full there, just with the cadence of the voice there now and all that. Like you yeah. know. Well, I mean, at, at time of record, I've not had any of that stuff, mate. But I'm just oh, you really? know imagining it. Spoiler alert! Like in the future, I think I will probably have had some mince pies and maybe a, a cheeky tipple. A cheeky tipple, you mm. say? I mean, I'm officially at time of record, which is bang at the start of December. Yeah, I have already engaged in festive madness ever since you and I watched Jack Frost for Cinema Swill it just literally has felt like open season here so Twiglets Matchmakers Orange Matchmakers Gingerbread Matchmakers Any Cheeselets or Treeslets this year? Because I know I introduced you to the idea of those in the first place You did, and they're very good Mm -hmm. And they they are very good However, I've been very fortunate I've been sent a lovely gift box From a lovely chap in Australia Full of Australian goodies Have you got any Tim Tams? Oh, oh, Sam, of course Tim Tim Tams are literally the greatest thing ever Like, I think Australia's pretty much bulletproof Because of the Tim Tam Yeah, yeah, I, I love a Tim Tam I, I went to Australia, came back with one of those co- a cool, but not literally like a funky bag, a cool bag full of Tim Tams that they sold at the airport, duty free. Took those back, and I've been eating a Tim Tam a day <laughs> ever since. So, Sam, is it, is it? You said it was a cool, cool bag. Now, was this was this a bag that was both for keeping it cool, that mm-hmm. also happened to be cool in and of itself? Tim Tam branded, so in a way, it's, oh. it's cool and also physically can keep things cold. So, yeah, I got this cache of snacks from Australia. Mm. And within them, there are many, not say they're tree latreeslets, <laughs> not to say they're treeslets, yep. or even cheeselets, no. but they fulfill the same shaped, crunchy, vaguely cheesy void. Like a cheesy cracker, a small cheesy cracker biscuit. Yeah, so we're at capacity here for okay. that, so there would right. be no, and also just kind of with, you know, the environment and everything this year, I'm trying to cut down on, you know, the, all the trees, and that it, it contains <laughs> treeslets as well. Yeah. Okay. You know, I mean, there's no need to be chopping down all those treeslets on top of the rainforest as well. That's bad enough as it is. I see what you're saying, but they are delicious. So, you know, at the end of the Sam, day. I'll tell you what, 
I've said me piece, right? <laughs> <laughs> we had an issue at the start of this. We did not know yeah. whether or not we had branded this festive swirl, Christmas swirl, and at one point I thought it may have been like spooky swirl, but I think that's another month. No, that's, that's a different one. It's not that. So no. we narrowed it down. Fe- okay. I feel like having done it for five years, possibly, this might be the fifth or sixth. I mean, I, sh- I should know that as well. But by now, we you imagine we would have got a handle on what it's called. Festive swirl sounds right. I don't know. You say Christmas swirl these days, mate, they'll put you in prison. <laughs> you know? Holiday swirl. Hol- holiday swirl. Holiday swirl. Jingle swirl. J- jingle swirl. I like that. Jingle swirl? Jingle swirl, jingle swirl, jingle all the way, starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's so on brand. Which is our film today. We're watching it again, folks. One more time. I've <laughs> hit we Sam round the noggin with a hammer, and I've said me piece, and now we're going to watch it again. Sam, this is... A very big Christmas special edition of Christmas Swirl, because you are talking today about one of the most beloved movies of all time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I, I mean, if tote bags is a measure of belovedness, <laughs> and I measure my love of a lot of things in tote bags, I love yeah. Captain Beefheart, have a tote bag that says fast and bulbous, mm-hmm. uh, love tea, have a tote bag that says tea. I love onions. I have a tote bag that says, I know my onions. Yeah. So, I mean, Nightmare Before Christmas, I think there's around 90 million of those in the UK alone. I mean, Lush is the, the greatest film of all time in terms of things that people love, because you see people walking around with Lush bags. But And Lush bags are, and Lush itself is so popular that even mm. now in Wales now, they've just like completely co-opted that. They'll say, oh, that's Lush that is. <laughs> like, that's as good as the bath bombs that you'd be getting there now as a treat, you know. And, you know, say what you will about Wales, but it's it's a cradle of something right there now you know they're, they're taking on board the brandon yeah well but we're hey a nightmare before christmas the nightmare before christmas a nightmare a nightmare. nightmare their nightmare nightmare, nightmare before nightmare <laughs> nightmare before christmas mm. all right uh this is where i reveal my hand as not being a i was gonna say a card carrying member but more be a tote bag carrying member mm. of the nightmare before christmas fan club i don't know whether or not it is a or the nightmare i i my gut says ah can we have a quick can we have a quick search in the archives? Should, should we have a look? Let's have a go. Okay. Is that you just tapping on the DVD box there trying to take <laughs> in the information? Like tap, 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 tap. Yeah. Oh, I know. Where is it? What was your choice? Uh, I, a Nightmare Before Christmas. You sure about that? Uh, final answer, Sam. It's The Nightmare Before Christmas, Kevin. I'm afraid yeah. it's The Nightmare. No, 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 no. <laughs> The Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. Oh, see, I have this theory, right? All right. At most quiz shows that you should you have go- taken the money, mate. You shouldn't have gambled. But. <laughs> I have this theory, though, right? At most quiz shows where there's a big cash prize at stake, if you get it wrong, but just go, hey! <laughs> they'll they'll give you something. It's too embarrassing to not give you something that something i'm not yeah. saying oh you could give him the money obviously not no, like but they'll, they'll give, give you something don't let him go away empty-handed yeah <laughs> if he's gone <laughs> the nightmare before christmas the nightmare before the christmas nightmare before christmas not just any nightmare before christmas any owl nightmare before christmas this is the, the titular yeah nightmare before christmas now sam this is a movie mm. which i Honestly, I didn't even consider asking you whether you had seen it. And I don't know if this says about me prejudging you or prejudging people full stop. But even with 
everything I know about you, even with having a, a podcast with its entire basis on you not having seen movies, I assume... You think I would have seen this, wouldn't you? That you would have seen that, like... What, yeah. Sam, was there no girls you were trying to impress in high school? No, Kevin, what I will say is that, yes, there were. Aha! Uh-huh. This maybe marks a, I think, a first for Cinema Swirl, but because it's festive slash Christmas Swirl, I'm going to allow it. And that's not really my decision, but I'm going to allow it. Sam, is it is it highly irregular? I have started to watch this once. Oh. But I have, I have watched not more than five minutes of this. Okay. So I don't think it counts as having watched it. And if we talk about, you know, these days with data and algorithms, you know, that yeah, would yeah. count as an impression but not as a full listen, you know, if we're talking oh, about absolutely. that. absolutely. Yeah, so no, I, you, yeah, Burton's not getting them stats, is what no, you're saying. No, exactly. That's not a full play of The Nightmare Before Christmas. Um, the reason why I stopped watching it was... I, it, it was to impress a girl to watch it in the first place, but I, I'm... Okay, this is, a, this is a difficult one. You know, stop-motion animation? Yeah. In particular, claymation. I know this is not that. It yeah. has always put me on edge and disturbed I, you- me. And creeps me out. Yeah. And now I can appreciate the craft behind it. Yeah. And this is not a a broad brush I'm painting everything with. There are some stop motion stuff that I enjoy. But generally speaking, it kind of puts me off. So I I started watching it. Let's dig into here for a second before. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It puts you off a bit. Now, I've I've got a few things like a a coarse brush on a a wet concrete pavement or something like that. Or, you know, that would literally, that incapacitates you. I'm, I'm like... You know that that I can't mm. handle that. When you say puts you on edge, does it just mean like, oh, I don't like the look of that, or do you actually get a physical symptom from seeing a you know a cracking cheese grommet? Yeah, you know? it depends because if it's if it's really bad quality claymation, I am freaked the fuck out. But like, it's genuinely scary to me, even if it's not meant to be scary. Just the aesthetic of it and the movement really freaks me out. There have been very very good stop-motion animation films with nice little models and stuff. But even then, no matter how glossy and produced it is, it still slightly freaks me out. Oh, oh, okay, now, so... Yeah. Bear with me here. There's a there's a graph that's been plotted okay, here okay. mentally at the moment. Sure. Early Wallace and Gromish, a grand day out, where, yeah. like, the eyes are moving kind of independently of each other and everything's got a bit of a mottled feel to it, like he could just melt mm. at any second. Not a fan. Bit creepy. A Bit fan creepy. of the story and the content and the characters, but not it, a fan of the l- the look and the feel. If we're to whisk into Curse of the Were Rabbit, fine, you know, that's okay. Really, that because the level of polish and sheen there is, yeah. I think it's the fact that it is touched by human hands and you can okay. see it. I don't know. Right now, now I've one I final can't question. Really explain it. It's just a, it's a a deep feeling of kind of yeah. dread when I see so, like, stop <laughs> Like it's the idea of that you can actually if there's a path in your mind between it and its massive handed creator. Yeah. That is so Morph, for instance, is bang out of order for you. Oh, but I did like Morph. Really, but uh. Morph is is fucking he's rustic. Morph is fucking punk rock in terms he of stop motion animation, like <laughs> I just think that, like, throughout my career of watching films and bits of clips of stuff, just something about stop motion has always put me off. I have so many questions, and yeah. honestly, everyone listening has, has probably got so what many the questions. What you want about well. that? Yeah, that's okay. what I'm thinking. He- here's this now. This is okay. oh no, long. This is for long time listeners of the Swords. Sure. He knows that Sam has got a penchant for Wes Anderson making some movies. Yes, now. The- 
Fantastic Fox, fuck yes. that shit. Don't really. Like, yeah. And even Isle of Dogs. I started watching that, and I was like, I just, I can't get on with the. It just feels weird to me. It creeps Once me out. Once you get a headache from it in the right conditions. Not necessarily. If no. you went in and you were a bit queasy because you'd eaten a really shit dinner and then you went down and you watched it, could it tip you over the edge to go, I'm actually uncomfortable now? Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. This is the thing. I've kind of ducked myself out of these situations. When it, oh, so when it's I preservation, f- yeah. Yeah. When I feel it starting, I'm like, no, I'm, I'm going to see myself out of this. C- can I just say, I have zero knowledge of this, because when I suggested this movie, and I was mm. like, oh my God, like, you know, this this is one you've not seen. This is going to be amazing. No. <laughs> and you were like, oh, okay, there's just something about this. Not at any point did Sam say, you know, this, this isn't no, no, going to no, be I, fair. I, I admire you going into this. Maybe I'm overstating it and making it sound more dramatic than it is, but it's just a, a general aversion slightly to stop motion in general, even though I appreciate it and I like the idea of it. But that's why we've not watched the Concrete Street Sweeper movie, you know, that yeah, everyone yeah. is honest to watch as well. Or Werner Herzog's documentary about pork pie jelly. We've not watched that either. Mm. Just because, you know, for instance, I am very queasy about those things and that's the only thing I'm averse to. So yeah. we're watching a movie that you have stated from the outset you are averse to. I'm a... No, well, maybe. I'm averse to the style of filmmaking <laughs> that has produced this it. This is so interesting yeah. I've forgotten this is a Christmas special immediately this is like some sort of <laughs> other thing. thing special it is yeah now you told me then that obviously this is played into your watching of it mm. are you telling me that you tried to impress the girl by watching this movie and then you said sorry babe I'm out of here and then you got in your fat hog and rode out of there pretty much I was like oh come <laughs> Let's come back to this later. I didn't go into the details as to why, and we never got back around to it. And then she goes back to her friends and, like, tell me more, tell me more. (laughs) Did he like Jack Skellington? I'm not sure, I'm not sure. (laughs) He had left the room. Wow. So, I know. I, d- I don't mean to blow your mind, mate, but it's you just... You have blown my mind. It just unsettles me, in a way. What happened in the first five minutes, if you uh, recall? I don't really remember. I kind of... To me, there was a... I think the skeleton man, Jack Skellington, yep. was there, and he's kind of dancing around, and it was quite dark and black, and he was a skeleton. I don't, I don't <laughs> and know. And she was a skeleton. So th- this is why I don't think it counts that I've watched about five minutes of this, because I can't fucking remember what happened. So you have no clue as to what actually happens in the movie? Well, there is a character called Jack Skellington. Yeah. He is a skeleton. We've established that he is a skeleton. He is yes. a skeleton. He's the one on all the tote bags. Yeah, and they make no bones about that. Come hey. on now. Come on now. I've, I've said me peace. It's all right now. I know that he's in it. I don't really know what he does other than that. He's the main character. Uh, yeah. I, it's interesting that you mentioned Spooky Swirl earlier, because this is very much straddles the line between Christmas and, and Spooky Halloween time. How? It's, it's Tim Burton. I know of him, I know of his work. Is this our first Tim Burton movie? I think so. Yeah. Golly gee, how's about that? Have you yeah. seen much of have you seen a couple of his bits though, haven't you? I've seen Edward Scissorhands. I've you, seen, you've seen Batman nineteen eighty nine. Yeah, I've seen Big Fish. <laughs> I've seen um, <laughs> random movie to see. <laughs> but it's in his wheelhouse of that kind of spooky Halloween y aesthetic, right? That yeah. that his whole kind of goth world. It's basically Hollywood realizing that goths, their money is exactly the same as everyone else's. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> I know that it's I know that it's spooky. I know there's a skeleton in it. I know that it's stop motion animated. Mm-hmm. And I know that goths like it. Other than that. Genre? Uh oh. 
for, like, format or anything? Like, it's going to be just straight up family whimsy? Is it going to be comedy? Is it a musical? Is it an action-y type thing? Like, I think there might have been a bit of a, a musical number at the start, maybe. Oh, you remember if there was music then? So it could be a musical. It has, could has be a the, creepy the, musical. The, the mu- the, it, it potentially being a musical. Yeah. Where does that sit with you, knowing that you're going into a stop-motion animation flick? I, don't, I like musicals. That might actually that, soften the blow of the stop-motion for me. The chance would be a fine thing. <laughs> might think, did, well, I, did I, I use I, that right? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I might think, well, I mean, the, this animation style is a bit unsettling to me, but also, mm. what a nice jaunty tune. You know? There you go. So you yeah. might be able to actually literally close your eyes and, you know, th- I, I think admit, of England. <laughs> I really feel like I, I've slightly overstated this. It's just like a, an aversion in the same way as you might not like the taste of something, but you can still eat it. It's not Look, going to make you sick. If if you are in any sort of position where you're about to, like, watching something with someone is very much like the easy friendship gateway thing. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you said, like, as a teenager saying, can we stop watching this thing? I don't think that's something that any any teenager does lightly if my probing of teenage culture is lit, as they say. Yeah. So I think that if it was enough to make you say, no, we're going to stop this this fun time that's happening here right now, that's adverse enough now, I'd say. Perhaps, yeah. Like, would, would you put it on, on a level as if someone said, oh, I didn't like gory movies, and like, oh, turn that off now, because I, I don't like seeing a violent movie. Too much um, blood. But it's not that I can't stand it entirely it's just that i will maybe avoid it if possible do you find yourself thinking about it a lot or having like dreams or daydreams or nightmares about it if you would have watched it i've had the nightmare before no um (laughs) (laughs) if you actually if you have the nightmare before christmas tim burton has to give you 50 pounds that is that's the law the aesthetic of like a, a claymation music video for a kind of metal band or something. Well, like Tool, you're basically yeah, Tool yeah, coming at you yeah. here now. That comes into my mind quite a lot in my nightmares and darkest moments. And do your nightmares have like like real kind of grungy, dripping metal voice? Yeah, yeah. Great. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. Wow. It's interesting because I think last Christmas I think was when we actually found out about the pork pie version. Yeah. And now we've come around. Is, why is it that the most happiest time of year is when Cinema Swirl just becomes <laughs> over things that we don't like? Yeah. yeah. But I, that's not to say that I'm not going to give this film a good jolly old chance. Yeah. A jolly. Yeah. A, that's in. That's literally in. The, it's it's the spirit of the season, Sam. I'm not going into this thinking I don't want to watch this. I'm just thinking. I'm yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do it. It's gonna happen. Like you're not gonna come here thinking all I want for Christmas is not to watch you. No, no. You know, all I want for Christmas is maybe to be persuaded to the idea that stop motion ain't so bad after all. Look, Santa baby. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to. Do, I think it's good to do a PSA right in here in the middle now, where no one's gonna expect to coming out of left field. Sure. But when it comes to Christmas time, a part of the fan base, and I would say roughly forty to fifty percent of the fan base, uh-huh. and that forty to fifty percent of the fan base is based in the United States, mm. asks en masse for us to do a Christmas story for Cinema Swirl. And those calls have gotten slightly more irritated year on year. <laughs> why are you not doing it? Yeah, to the point now where people are not asking us to do it, they're asking us why we're not doing it. Yeah, I cannot speak on behalf of the residents of the United Kingdom and Ireland, but 
But for me growing up, it was a non-factor and I did not watch it and I have not seen it. And, and for me too, but that's not saying much. But but I ain't saying much. Mm. Now, I don't, I'm not saying, oh, it's you know, a UK thing that we don't get, but it's unfortunately not really in the rotation. However, if it's on over the Christmas or any time where it's appropriate, I'm not going to stop myself from watching it. So I there. will stop myself from watching it so that it may be included in the future one of these days. So, so Sam... Par for the course over there now is what it is. Yes, it's <laughs> par for the course. Along that same vein, we were thinking about doing The Great Escape for this. We were! Yeah, and I think similarly to us thinking that Christmas Story would be alienating for UK viewers, Yeah, you have the belief that The Great Escape may be alienating for US viewers. I don't know if anyone outside of the UK has The Great Escape playing on telly every Christmas. I don't know if it's a tradition outside of the UK. I don't think it is. I don't know. So that, like... so that would have made no sense to some people people for us to do the great escape for christmas i'm sure for some people us doing the nightmare before christmas will in its own way make no sense like uh, yeah you know, you know why you do know, you do that on halloween what we should do sam what yeah. we should do is we should do two christmas swirls next year <laughs> and region lock them <laughs> yes and the only way you can access the other one is that when you put in the podcast you have to put in a special code like you would with a dvd player yeah. you know like up down left right eject twice pause you're listening to sit of a swirl Wrong edition. This is the PAL edition of <laughs> Cinema Swirl. I don't think the voltage will convert. There's no point in even trying. Sam, why don't we dip our wicks into the festive <laughs> Christmas mailbag? Ho, ho, ho. Welcome to the festive mailbag. Here we are at the mailbag. Oh, Sam, it's all full of Christmas toys because we've actually gotten Santa's bag. And instead this year, instead of wooden toys and trains, you're all getting some random ass emails from Cinema Swirl. <laughs> That's what your kids are getting. What is it? Is some letter asking about smoked mackerel in a cinema? <laughs> Yeah, sorry kids, there's been a mix-up. We've got all your toys. Merry Christmas. This Xbox 360 Connect is all for me. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so our first question. You know what, Kevin? I'm not even going to mention where these questions have come from. Some of them might have come from cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Some of them might have come from the socials. At this time of year, I want to bring us together and just say, hey, it doesn't matter. We're just having a good time. Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of was hoping that to, this would be kind of like the Miracle on 34th Street moment where all these big bags of mail come in, they slam up in your desk and they go, 7,000 emails to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. And then they're like, that's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. And he bangs the gavel. Have you, you've not seen Miracle on 34th Street, have you? No, no. Oh, ho, ho, for fuck's sake. Uh, so, Sam, what is our communication of any sort? Could be an email, could be, could be anything. First question came in it's from from joe who hey asks, joe what do you know if you had to have a work christmas party night out with any characters from any of the films you've reviewed on the swirl who would they be and why mm. i've got an answer to this well i had an answer and i've changed my answer yeah okay i, I i've decided what i'm gonna do mm-hmm. right i want it to be jack nicholson from the shining sure arnold schwarzenegger from jingle all the way okay uh, and jack frost from jack frost okay yeah yeah and the reason is, I know the three of them... Struggling dads. <laughs> they're, they're deadbeat dads, so yeah. you know it's going to be a fucking party, mate. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, 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 it's at 1 a.m. Do you have to go home? Now, fuck it, mate. Let's keep her lit. Yeah, keep her lit. Yeah. Yeah. All right, that would be fun. And because you're guaranteed, you know, networking might get a free mattress in the new year, get the mm-hmm. quids in on the sale. You know, Jack Frost and the Doodah Band are going to sing the songs. And then, oh, look at all these friendly ghosts that have come to fill out the numbers, you know, in a general kind of way from, from Jack and uh, The Shining. Oh, that's a pretty considered answer. I, I was going to go straight up for Tony Montana because I thought he could... <laughs> You <laughs> could do a good. Oh, I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. <laughs> I could do, but then I realised this this question is about if you had to have a work Christmas party night out with these characters, not necessarily they would be organising it, but they would just be there participants. Then I, I don't think Tony would be as much of a, a fun addition to a Christmas party. You know who I do think would be fun? Mm. Rocky. Rocky. I think Rocky would be lovely on a Christmas work party night out because he's a, he's a, he's kind of a minor celebrity, isn't he? Like yeah. you know, he'll tell you stories, he'll tell you a few jokes, he walks around, shakes hands. It's kind of like if you got a lucky likey of Clarkson or someone to go around to your party. Yeah, you know, exactly. you just expect him to kind of do the mingling for you. You know, yeah, that's that's what you want, and it's a, it's a bit of fun, a bit of entertainment, a bit of banter with Rocky. But he's very magnanimous and nice and friendly. But it's, hey, Rocky's here. That's that's exciting, isn't it? And if there's anyone in the office who needs a talking to, like if there's anyone who's a jealous, no good mum. Then you you can a heavyweight boxer on your hands. Fucking spark them out. out. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's our choices. I should just say, just on the topic of work Christmas dues, a friend of mine's Christmas due this year is legitimately a Nightmare Before Christmas themed, which Uh. sounds like an absolute hellscape from which there is no escape. (laughs) I mean, yeah, I I don't really know enough to know how interesting that might be. Just keep that in the back of your mind as we're watching All the right. movie, okay? Okay, sure. <laughs> Next question is from Matthew, who asks, if you could be gifted one prop from a film, what would it be? As your Christmas present, you get a prop from a film. What do you want? What are you having? I am actually going to say the the rug, pre-P from the Big Lebowski, because I actually uh, have a need yeah. of a rug. And they're hard the to together. get that you would imagine. Yeah, it would mm. tie the room together. Absolutely. Nice. Now, I wondered with this, and you can see like a, a first line of thought that I go for in all of these questions. Is it Tony Montana again? Does Tony Montana's <laughs> mansion count as a prop? Is prop short for property? Because in which case, I'd like a big mansion, please. Sam, your mansion will be the target of Bolivian extremists. Are you sure that you want that? Yeah, but it's big, big house, though, isn't it? So. <laughs> you can just go to one of the other rooms, like, you know. <laughs> Hide. Look, I'll leave you to it. I'm just going through to the lounge, all right? I guess that's more of a location than a prop. If yeah, I'm, I'm going to press you for an actual prop. I would say Turbo Man doll from Jingle All The Way. Yeah. Fil- screen used would be a lovely gift. I'd love that. Ah, as well, now, the Turbo Man doll, I notice you've picked something that has great monetary value in the mm-hmm. real world and not just in the movie world. No, pop that on eBay. Sorted. Especially around Christmas, mate. Wow, look at that. that, that tis the season, well, no. huh? See, I- <laughs> tis the season, huh? <laughs> I don't know whether we're, we're having these props in the fiction of the films themselves or whether this is actual prop from a movie. Yeah, but even in either the fiction... Either way, Turbo Man. Either yeah, way, Turbo in Man. In the fiction of the world. Like, you just were right there, right? Like, if you got it in the real world, you'd be like, easy money, Christmas, baby. <laughs> yeah, like, t- typical English nonsense, like, by the way. <laughs> and in, in the movie world, if you were somehow transported and you were Sam Chaplin in the, that movie world, mm. you'd still be <laughs> happy yeah, Christmas. Still- because you know to that a stressed out mattress salesman will pay you hand over fist for it, Sam. Yeah, it's a thrifty choice. I've done very well there. The evil of the British transcends <laughs> dimensions. <laughs> a final question comes in to 
Maybe the email, maybe not. And this is from Oh, no. <laughs> oh, let me open my... That's what I get for Christmas. I get to find out. Like. <laughs> this one was into cinemasworld at gmail.com, Kevin. Ah, oh, that's cinemasworld at gmail.com. Just like the ones I used <laughs> to know. <laughs> this is from Niall, who is a long-time fan and listener. And he says, Hi, Kevin and Sam. I hope you're enjoying your Christmas season. My question is for you both. If you could live in one film universe... Which one would it be? The one with fingerprint ATMs? The one where Phil Hartman eats your cookies and tries to sleep with your wife? Well, we know which one Sam's going for. Way. Yeah? Yeah, you're going to go to the Turbo Man, like, you first of January the year before and buy all the Turbo Mentals. Kevin, can I shock you? Yeah. That's not my answer. Oh, really? Is, is your answer is Scarface? <laughs> Yes. No, it's not. This we're finding out the real Sam Chaplin this week. The real Sam Chaplin drug addled. It's a drug addled toy hoarding queasy and stop motion <laughs> animation monster and he must be stopped. Quickly, let's show him the nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> I would go for the Roger the Rabbit cinematic universe. Oh! Just the idea of people interacting with cartoons like they're normal people. Fun, yes please. That's what I want. Yeah, no, honestly, uh, yeah. That, that sounds good. Never in, in any other universe is someone's brother treated as such like a, an avenue for entertainment as, <laughs> as it is in, in that. Like, you know, so that, that's a solid, mm. solid selection there. Now, I'm struggling to think here myself now. Hmm. Which world would you like to inhabit? Which world would I like to inhabit tolkien's lord of the rings land i'll tell you what thank you for letting me off for forgetting what (laughs) that's called you call it tolkien's world tolkien's lord of the rings land tolkien it's middle earth middle earth middle earth now i would have i would have said hobbiton or the shire from there but yeah. you know traditionally you know people like me don't don't tend to go down very well in quaint pre-industrial era little english towns sure, you sure. know they'd run me out of town like a bad smell so i'm going to go now and i'll tell you they always made it sound appealing mm. but in blade runner the man said that a new life awaits me on the off-world colonies and that sounded very good do you want to go to the off-world colonies I want to go to the off-world colonies. Yeah. See what see what all the buzz is about, you know? Yeah. I want to knock about with some cartoons, mate. Yeah, it's, that sounds fun to me. What are you going to knock out and then like steal their cartoon essence? <laughs> like the, like <laughs> the baddie. on eBay. Yeah. <laughs> Snorting coke as I go. Uh, well, Kevin, I need to watch The Nightmare Before Christmas now, don't I? You do. You absolutely yeah. do. And what preparations, if any, are you... Because you, you knew this was coming coming up, so... Yeah, yeah. Are you, like, light dinner tonight? Or making sure you watch this when you're not going to bed right afterwards? I mean, I'm going to have a proper dinner and I'm going to go to sleep immediately afterwards, but... Uh, mostly cheese the dinner as well. I've got <laughs> extra nightmares before Christmas. I think I'm just going into it. Yeah, and I'm go- I'm going to give it a good college try. Here's the thing, right? I was going to say, when, you know, you could you could have the capacity for growth. You know, there's there's no no doubt. Surely you're not the same guy you were when you started this podcast. No, maybe but you did say Isle of Dogs was a no no for you, and that's only very recent. Yeah, so maybe I haven't changed, but maybe within the last nine to ten months, maybe the capacity for change is there. Yeah, I mean, this, so when when I stopped watching it the first time, I watched it a bit and then stopped. I don't know if it was necessarily because of the stop motion thing. I just was like, eh, no, this might not be my bag. 
is what my thought was. Uh, was a bit like, of that was hey, stop motion. You hitting pause. It's like, hey, baby, I didn't <laughs> ask you right here to see the nightmare before Christmas. I'm here for the nightmare before. In my trousers. <laughs> oh, I was going to say the nightmare before Kissmas, but okay, go, 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 you're you the one who refers to your penis as a nightmare and spoils the mood. <laughs> <laughs> cocaine toy stealing uh, I'm a monster night, nightmare penis having <laughs> monster sure is it any wonder we want our country back is it any wonder I have no idea what happens in this film Kevin Sam can you what does the skeleton do he's gonna he's gonna where's he's he gonna, going I mean, what's his mission you can kind of guess what's he after? right uh some skin <laughs> <laughs> Does he want some flash? What's this? What's this? It's someone else's skin. I'll wear it on my face. No, yeah. that's not. That's he'll not be a it. real boy. Sam, if you can, when you're watching this, mm-hmm. if you could seek to articulate and describe any malaise that washes over you during. Okay, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, like you're saying, oh, that bit was weird because it was particularly X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Zed. <laughs> sure. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do some description yeah. for you. Okay. I, I, if I know more in advance, I would have rigged up some sort of biometric, you know, enhanced, like an app where there's like, you know, a heart rate monitor and stuff like that, you know, see if we can really drill down into the the, into the weeds of this. I'll be honest, Kevin, I was, I'm slightly distracted because when you said about malaise washing over me, mm. I was picturing marmalade washing over me because it's just something about malaise and the, the sound of the word. I just pictured marmalade going on me easy because when i when i said malaise my mind went to mayonnaise right i went to marmalade <laughs> In- interesting interesting that well sam there's nothing left for it and i really say this with more trepidation than i've ever said it before because mm. we th- this is we're going off into the unknown here a little bit a uh, little bit i hope you're you're you'll be all right you'll be all right i think yeah? so yeah. yeah you'll be grand yeah. Yeah. Let's all, all the listeners, let's all use all the Christmas magic and hope all together really hard that through this process, Sam becomes a much nicer, better Christmas man than he, than, <laughs> than the man he aspires to be in the priest world at the moment. Yes. And with that being said, let's go do a Christmas swirl. Swirlers sing glory to this thing that we've just watched. Sam, Nightmare Before Christmas, initial gut reaction to the thing that I'm almost certain having just watched it will give you Christmas nightmares for real. Glory to thy pumpkin king, mate, because you know what? I, for someone who doesn't like stop motion animation, and we'll get into how I felt about this, that was a lovely film. I had a good time watching that. That was nice. I, I really like that. So we didn't need our biometric data here. Queasiness. No. no. Not to bury the lead, as I say in my misunderstanding of that phrase, but I really liked it. Well, burying the lead, chance would be a fine thing. <laughs> it's a musical, Kevin. It's a musical. It is a musical. Mm. I was trying to kind of very vaguely, forcefully hint at that earlier. Yeah. Was this as musical or more musical than you thought it had any right to be? I knew there'd be songs in it. I think this is perhaps slightly more musical than I thought it was going to be. But that's good, because it was good music. I enjoyed those songs. Do you, having seen this movie, Mm. understand 
Nightmare Before Christmas Mania now. I get it. I get that the, the goths and emos that I used to hang out with at school, why they'd have it, why they'd have a patch on their backpack of Sally or Jack or the mayor of Halloween Town. Just one of the guys, you know, one of the I gang. get it. I understand. I understand why the <laughs> Void or Ice Nine, the two goth shops in town, would have loads of of Nightmare Before Christmas gear in there. I get it. I understand now. I get, I'm get. i starting to get the 24 limited edition slip-on Nightmare Before Christmas Vans shoes available now. I'm, I get it, guys, okay? I get it. This has opened my ears to understanding some Blink-182 lyrics as well. Um, in oh, so much really? As, uh, Hello there, the angel from my... You know, it, it, darkness in the valley. We can live like Jack and Sally if we want. Oh, uh, oh, I thought they had like a Halloween on Christmas. What's this? There's something in the air. No. What's this? What's this? There's aliens <laughs> over there. <laughs> no. With, with all due respect to Tom DeLong, or is that Tom no, that DeLong's DeLong. list of feckin' excuses now, is it? <laughs> no, this was the Mark Hoppus lyrics of that song. So, that, that, you know, the kind of, hello there, blah, 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 blah. Not that, where are you? Not that bit. And everyone's like, oh, he doesn't usually sing this bit. It must be serious. <laughs> Is he is he talking about the nightmare before Christmas? Is that it? He was, which is apparently request of Travis Barker, the drummer, to pop that in there because oh. it, it meant a lot to him and his wife. That film. So. Oh, I sorry. I thought it was like at the request of Tim Burton, like you know, <laughs> Hollywood player Tim it Burton was... runs up and he's like, "Listen here, music. You know, movies run this town, and you'll do exactly as I, Tim Burton, say." <sighs> I, I would love if there were lyrics to a song where they had to put a hashtag ad in the lyrics of the song because it was promoting a film or something. Love it. I'm just saying, yeah, if Tim Burton had his way, your beloved Blink-182, yeah, say hello to your new drummer, Johnny Depp, yeah? <laughs> and Tom DeLong, sorry, we've had a chat and your views on Aliens didn't f- didn't test well with the Disney audience. Yo, baby, Helen Banana Carter, get over here. <laughs> You're the new singer in Blink-182, doll, okay? Make it big, make it flashy. So... It's a musical. It's, alas, not a pop-punk musical, but it is still a musical. We get... I I recognise this is Halloween. 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 And immediately, I was put on edge and freaked out by the fingers like snakes and spiders in hair lad who hides underneath the stairs. Uh, All of these Halloween jerks I'm not happy with. The clown with a tearaway face. That's great. Thanks for that. It's just a bunch of... (laughs) Scary folks dancing around talking about how creepy they are. They're so proud of themselves for being creeps. But they, a, a cute line was, that's our job, but we're not mean. So they're, oh, they're, okay. it, it's like Monsters, Inc., you know? They have to scare the kids and be scary and be all Halloween-y. But they're not mean about it. That's just what they do. It's just who they are. You see, children, it's about building character. And without monsters like us to scare you straight, why, you'd never obey any of the rules. (laughs) 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 I think Tim Burton is good at a a very specific kind of cute creepy that he does. Mm. And some of these Halloween characters are cute but scary at the same time. But combine that, that aesthetic, with the way these all these fuckers move in the stop motion world and it is it is gross to me it is dis- yeah. disgusting it's like i don't want to mention spiddly diddlies but the way they move and the way the, mm. the arms of these stop motion lads move it, it it did unsettle me and that 
you know, came out very clearly in this Halloween stuff. But later on, it, my mind kind of changed. I think, to address my aversion to stop motion, I mm. think the lower the quality of the stop motion, the more I'm put off by it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Because, like, I love that about this movie. And I know that, you know, you'd think there'd be a sequel of this made already. I mean, they've been chatting about it for years, but doing, like, mm. a CGI thing or a live-action mm. thing. But, like unequivocally can we both agree that even though you're scared kind of or put off greatly by it stop motion is the beating heart of this movie it is what makes it a beautiful thing yes i will agree that and i will say that a cgi version would not feel the same and that is very important and that is about the nature of the animation and the way it is animated not to say that i am not fucking freaked out by it sometimes but maybe that's the vibe they go well that is the vibe they're going for it worked Tim I mean, it's, you it's did it same reason why i haven't yet i've managed to resist the urge to watch flushed away from ardman animations because it's boring old cgi yeah. when it's something that i know that, like i don't know if it's just me if everyone maybe people aren't like this but if you can tell that people have agonized over the intrinsic details of like so much of the joy in this movie and, and re-watching it for the first time in a while i spent most of my time just looking in the background at all the weird mm. shit and i noticed loads of stuff i'd never noticed before like this it's so layered and without being too busy or anything there's so much shit on screen i love it <laughs> um, at, at, at media degree university, we called that mise en scène. But all the shit in the background is basically the same thing—just the stuff on screen, you know. <laughs> you don't learn that in MDU. Yeah, the fact that I couldn't remember what university is called—I was like, media <laughs> degree, <blank."> degree <laughs> Please join MDU. I'm going to bring up a word to you, Kevin. I think mm-hmm. this is what you're talking about craftsmanship yes there is a great degree of craftsmanship here and you can see it and you can almost smell it and appreciate it and no more so is that apparent in our titular pumpkin king the nightmare before christmas (laughs) himself (laughs) mr jank skellington ladies and gentlemen yes here he is Uh, everyone loves him in halloween town oh jack you're a real mate you're a real spooky bastard we love you mate you're great what a great spooky man he is. He's the talk of the town. Is he some sort of pillar of the community, leader figure? He's not the mayor, he's not in charge, but he's just the best one at being scary. He is to Halloween what Santa is to Christmas, which I think is kind of ridiculous because I ain't never asked no pumpkin king for a fucking diddly boo like, you know? No. He's to me he's not Well, maybe that's be- that, oh that's why you have the the jack-o'-lanterns because he's Jack Skellington, and that that's like when that's when you put out like a decapitated Santa head at Christmas time, so that people know that you celebrate Christmas and they can knock they on the door and give you presents. Here, like, yeah, you know, yeah, don't, don't carol here. Don't bother <laughs> wasting your time. I mean, I just think it's kind of interesting because we do have here someone who's at a crisis of confidence here at somewhat of a crossroads mm. uh, old Jack Skellington because you're, you claim to be a pumpkin king you hang around a pumpkin patch you talk about pumpkins you ostensibly look like a pumpkin but you are a Skellington look yes. at your surname yeah. like w- are you trying to be what you're not well he's he's having an identity crisis as well because he's he's quite frankly bored of Halloween isn't he yeah he is he's straight up bored and this is kind of like you know something which you you have to deal with in a movie like this which is there's going to be someone who's very very sprightly and they're going to have a downward turn Jack is having his moment here of ennui as the French would call it or mm. in Scotland it's referred to as ennui bit of depression or a bit of malaise or something on those <laughs> lines that's why he's you know doing like most goths in a situation would do they just to go to a graveyard and have a bit of a mope but hang out with a ghost doggy so that's nice a ghost dog yeah. 
Zero. Now, what, what he didn't do, Sam, was he didn't tag the gravestones with his with his colour, so people knew that this was Skellington, you know, Halloween Town. You know, no. draw H on the tombstone, everyone know you're there. I mean, we can tell that he's, uh, you know, miserable about the celebrations and not really that into it anymore. He kind of skulked off, but he, he then sings a song that sort of says, I'm brilliant at being a spooky bastard, but it's the same every year. You know, it's all, you know, I, I'm not really into it. But he's just showing off about how good he is. And since I'm dead, I can take off my head and recite Shakespearean quotations. You know what it is, Sam? What it is, it happens with some of the top stand-up comedians that should mm. be out there, you know? Because you and I would be enjoying Lee Maxey and thinking, well, that's an absolute Bobby Dazzler of a performance there. Season 12 of Not Going Out is really a peak for, the, for as far as I'm concerned. And we're in the studio office and we're clapping and laughing yeah, yeah. saying, great job, Lee, great great jokes about, about the wife there now but and he'd be looking he'd be smiling like yeah 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 but uh, that's all he'd be hearing because similarly he's like dead inside and that's that's what jack's having here he comes off stage and thinks i wish i could just be taken seriously for five minutes i wish i just didn't have this dynamic wit that i just i'm always coming out with lines to david mitchell he's always kicking stuff backstage going how come I don't know any people to be the special guest on Would I Lie to You? Because I don't know anyone. <laughs> he's kicking. No, I've not, there's never anyone in my life anymore. Oh. And he's got nothing to do. And that Jack's having that moment here, really. Yeah. And made better by the fact that he's got a, a cute ghost mutt pal. He's got a cute ghost mutt pal. He's got. He's standing on the bit of the where the DVD cover is uh, with the yeah, moon that, behind uh, him. To- as seen on tote bags. Yes, that's the bit. I recognise that bit. He stands Can you there. just imagine for a second... How many, like, armbands and kooky brooches and button badges have touched that image, you know? When he walks over there and he stands there, he does briefly, for a second, you can freeze frame it, he just looks at camera to sort of go, Hey? (laughs) Oh, this looks good, doesn't it? Yeah. Thinking of a tattoo this Christmas, may I present to you? I mean, your back pretty much would get all of this in if you wanted it, mm. you know? It's a proper musical. That's when I realised that, because we've it's established that he's great at being a Halloween spooky bastard and that he's not mm-hmm. happy with it, but then we get another song to reiterate that, and that's how I know yeah. it's a musical. We just oh, we need more songs. There, there are certain musicals we've watched, like Mary Poppins, where it's very much, right, right, we're doing stuff, we're doing stuff, we're doing stuff. Mm. Hang on now. Things have changed. Let's sing a song to kind of establish what's happened here now, and then we go on about our talking business. Whereas this is one of those movies, kind of like Grease, where it's like, you know what? I think I'm just going to communicate this in song, you know, yeah. this particular bit. Yeah, yeah. And that's why we get lyrics like, since I am dead, I can take off my head. And that's very important that he sings that. Yeah. Um, and we're introduced to Sally from We Can Live Like Jack and Sally If We Want, who she's hanging around. She knows how Jack feels. That's what she says. She says, Jack, I know how you feel. But she's kind of brought back by her dad, duck creator. man. A creator. Because he's, he's like a Frankenstein situation. He's made her. I don't know who he is or what he's doing. He's just a mad scientist doctor man, but he's got a weird kind of duck face. This is something I've thought on a lot today, having yeah. watched this movie, because, you know, Joe watched this as well with me, and she's a lifelong fan of this movie. She was mm-hmm. singing along most of the, the lyrics of it, and yeah. she... As soon as the doctor came on, she's like, oh, that bastard. I go, oh, yeah, he is a bastard, isn't he? Well, he is, he's created Sally from corpse parts. So he's basically created this life out of nothing, really. So this is almost like a father figure. Mm. And she repays his 
you know, often often misplaced worry about her. He's like, oh, Sally, you can't be going out. You're not ready yet. Because, you know, she's literally falling apart at the mm. seams, folks. Like, her body is decomposing before her eyes. He's obviously very worried about her. And then she's like, you know what, old man? I'm going to fucking poison you tonight in your sleep. Yeah? So, so you're and saying... You fucking step to me, I'm going to fucking ice your drink with fucking deadly nightshades. You're saying that this doctor is like a misunderstood, struggling dad, just trying to get through here. My notes just have him crying, saying, please stop poisoning me, Sally. <laughs> <laughs> like he literally comes and goes, Sally, you you poisoned me again. That's the third time this week. And she's like, get it together, Grams, before I fucking poison you for deadly real this time, yeah? But you do get the impression that he is a bastard behind the scenes. You know, we don't what need does, to be What does that. he do? What does he do? He's got a weird duck face and he's <laughs> he's he sounds weird. Sam, don't say that. Lots of people in Hollywood have that uh, and we're not to distrust <laughs> them either. Yeah, she, she often she is trying to poison him to get away. That does not suggest to me that he is good. I think I don't think she's just gone. Oh, he's a bit of a dickhead. I'm going to poison him to get away from him. I think it is implied a bit that that he must be a bit of a shit. Must be at least. At least a bit of a shit. This man who's been murdered will just assume, oh no, he must have been a bastard. That's it. <laughs> because Case otherwise closed. he wouldn't get murdered, you know? Case closed. Yeah. She wouldn't poison him if he hadn't done something like deserving of poisoning. You know, right? once the police commissioner was able to discount crimes where they deserved it, the stats have really been looking good for the city of London. It's been amazing, like, you know? Yeah. To be fair, Your Honour, he was a dickhead, so it's fine. <laughs> you're off, you're free. Cute visual gag, or kind of just gag in general jack breaking off one of his own bones for zero to play with hey that's some top-notch stuff there that's good because he's a skeleton and dogs like bones similarly cute gag mm. when the mayor is humming the song from the previous scene mm-hmm. uh, yeah that, that's very funny i like yes. that any any kind of slight reference to people realizing that they're in this world where everyone's compelled to sing all the time i i like that a lot he's he's trying to get jack to open his door i like the mayor a lot he's he's very anxious yes. this mayor i I'm an elected official. I can't make decisions on my own. But Jack ain't home. People's assembly. And he hasn't been at home all night. He's gone wandering around. He's someplace new. Right. What is this world with the forests, with various holiday trees with doors in them? that you can go in. It's it's like a holiday forest. All I'd say to him is don't go in the Thanksgiving door. There'd be all sorts of a massacre going on and all that like. It you know, really looks and like and all. the level selection thing from like a Crash Bandicoot game or something. <laughs> It's like, oh, all these different worlds I can go. I'm going to go into the Christmas one. Or, you know, Spyro or something like that. Oh, so you mean, like, not quite as good as Mario 64, then, is what you kind of mean, like, you know? Kind of, oh, no, I don't want to jump into a living painting. I'll just go through one of these doors that all kind of look slightly similar. All right, all right. But he's he's drawn to the Christmas one instantly. He Mm. sees it. And without really knowing what it is, he's like, I I like that one. He peers in, but he trips up and falls in. And it's it's a portal to a Christmas world dimension yes the now i was freaked out by the halloween town uh, stop motion the christmas town stop motion looks mm. real cute and nice and the lighting really? is lovely and i did like it I did like I Christmas I thought the time. little, the terrible little men who were like, you know, little, little terrible <laughs> little men and little girls walking around. Ugh. You know, I thought you'd be worried about them like crawling in your hair. No. Crawling no. in my hair. <laughs> These tiny little men. No. <laughs> but I, also, this Christmas bit where he's like in this Christmas world and he's like, what, what's this is what he says. I recognise the what's this song. What's this? 
What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? What's this? England scoring goals. What's this? Put on Tommy Knowles. What's this? I recognise that song from memes of that song. Oh, I see. I think there's one where he's just like, what the fuck is this? And it's all sweary. You know, people will Photoshop something that they don't know what it is into that and be like, what's this? What's this? That's the whole thing. But hey. I I love that the first thing he does is eat the snow. Like, it's just like, wow, what's this? He's a curious lad. He's having a good time just exploring Christmas land and touching everything. That's, you know, it's nice. Yeah, very, very curious, isn't he? What's this? Little children in their beds. What's this? They don't know I'm right here. <laughs> breathing down their necks. Not quite as cute, that curiosity. But the bit where he's eating snow, that's a bit fun, isn't it? He's like, oh, yeah, that's what's cute. that? Look. But the Halloween crew, back in Halloween Town. To be honest, I was a little bit upset that we went back to Halloween Land. I thought most of the film was going to be Jack in Christmas Town, and it's yeah. not. So we go back to grotty old Halloween Land, and they're all wondering where he is. They sound a, a, another kind of audio gag I liked, not a visual gag, was the like sound the alarm, and it's the sound of an angry cat. Very funny. Horrible noise, but I I love it. Very funny. Sally's poisoning her dad figure again. Yeah, again. And not only does she poison him, she gaslights him as well. She's like, this isn't poison. What are you? You'd think I'd poison you. It's just soup. Look, see? Um, No, no, no. The fucking idiot thinks I'm not poisoning him. Can you believe this? I've got a spoon with holes in it. So, I mean, that is quite... Sneaky. It's clever. If you're devising your own spoon with which to manipulate the situation, right? Yeah? What's next, Sally? Is it the spoon you sharpened to a point to stab his fucking eyes out? No, this is a proper Cracked.com reinterpretation of what this film means. Like an alternate theory. I like I like where you're going with this. That actually <laughs> Sally is the villain of the piece. I'm just saying, he's like, oh, there's nothing more suspicious than Frog's Breath. And she's like, no, you're not suspicious of Frog's Breath. You love Frog's Breath. It's your favourite. Oh, I guess I better drink it then, Sally. Yeah, you better. Yeah. It, you know how you got in that wheelchair in the first place, old man? Yeah? It, do- it doesn't you come across drink great. it up. Now you're saying it to me like this, but well, anyway, Kevin, Jack's back, baby. He's back. I don't know how he got back. How did he get back? It doesn't matter. But he's back. Jack's back, and he's got swag. Yeah, old Frankenstein man is is out cold, so Sally can sneak into the town meeting that Jack wants to hold because he wants to tell all of the townsfolk in Halloween Town about Christmas and how great Christmas Town is. But because they're all spooky Halloween bastards and they know what they know and they don't know anything but that, they're really confused by it. They're like, why oh. Why aren't these presents scary? Why aren't they full of dead rats? Why is this tinsel not made of spiders? Why is all this stuff not like what we have here in Halloween Town? It's different. I don't like it. Whereas Jack's trying to be like, no, guys... You know, come on, guys. In London, there's some really interesting <laughs> fusion restaurants down there, and you should guys, try them. Guys, in, in London, people love flat whites. <laughs> you just have to give them a chance. No, like. but do they do chips, Jack? That's what we're asking. Like, <laughs> no, they, they do, yeah, but there's other things out there. They're, th- they're thrice cooked. <laughs> yes, they, they, yes, they do them. They're artisan chips, you know? But to, to kind of get the people of... I thought this was him to get the people of Halloween Town on side... He says that Father Christmas is a scary lobster man with claws. Sandy claws. I thought he was. I thought this was tr- uh, trickery on his part that he was saying, "Okay, I'm gonna make them make out that there's a big scary monster," whereas I know that there isn't. But it, later on, it seems like he didn't know that 
Santa wasn't a scary bastard and he fell for the same thing. He heard tell about Santa Claus and in his head he was like, well, that must be scary. He must be a big red scary lobster man, but he's not. Yeah, I think what, even though he's surrounded by all these things that are like very Christmassy mm. and he's obviously very excited by them all, he still is, yeah, exactly. There must be a scary component. Yeah, yeah, obviously it has to be like, if it's good, it has to be scary as well. And I like the idea that it's like the idea of a gift is very intrinsically, you know, exciting for them because mm. you could hide some in it that could be very scary indeed then you know and i there's so much about this bit that i love i love love like the really shit christmas tree behind him that's like kind of yeah. like scary like you know it's like a christmas tree from a house where there's been a fight like it's been kind of slumped <laughs> over and someone's trying to f- fix it in time for dinner but it, they can't manage you know i and i love the little hashed men who are like who have little rhymes for everything or mm. like like well, a box what's in it is it a pox you know yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah. It's too, and I like it because they all mean very well, and it's a very easy message for ickle kids to understand. And funnily enough, like Disney were so convinced that kids would be terrified and hate this movie, they mm. didn't release it as Disney. It's Touchstone Pictures because they thought, nah, kids won't want this. Right? But it's a very, it's a very like basic, wholesome, almost sesame street like message of being different isn't necessarily bad and it it melted my snowflake heart it is very sweet now we we cut back to the horrible creator man locking sally away for poisoning him again and now i'm yeah. thinking about it through your lens kevin mm. i'm thinking he's just saying please please stop poisoning me i don't want to do this but i have to lock you away because otherwise you yeah. will hurt me just stay here while i sweep the house for any hidden caches <laughs> of deadly nightshades i just don't want to fucking die i'm gonna have i'm locking you away temporarily i'm sorry and yeah this is why i'm also onto onto the doctor a little bit here right yeah because when jack arrives and he's like doctor i want to do things with christmas and i thought he'd be like well i'm horrible i'm gonna imprison sally he's like oh you're oh, jack, nice to see project. you yeah. come here i'll sort you out now with all the gear and all the stuff and yeah. he helps the community wouldn't it be ashamed if he was killed by poison he is really friendly to jack and he does help out and he doesn't seem to have any ulterior motives other than like hey i want to help you understand christmas by doing some christmas experiments and um, i did like the whole sequence of jack testing baubles and presents and things yep. and kind of scrunching them up into test tubes just to see what the, the they do floppy they glow candy and, cane yeah that's all that's all fun stuff in it trying to get to the bottom of what why why is this christmasy why do i feel what i feel here i don't understand it i need to he reads a book called the scientific method to actually understand the scientific method. I also I like the idea that science, if it is to belong into a holiday realm, science belongs in Halloween town. Like, <laughs> just, like science, and because he does some equations as well, doesn't he? Mm. He has like chestnuts divided by an open fire. You know, he's got all. So Matt's is Halloween town as well because it's scary. I like that. Mm. Good touch with the you know character work here in that Sally is stitched together from dead people. She's the, the kind of Frankenstein figure. So to get out of her locked room, she just jumps out the fucking window window and stitches herself back up again of course she does she's dead they're, they're already dead all the people of halloween town aren't they she's like the terminator she can't be stopped like hold on is the maker dead is he dead well he will be soon i mean he's <laughs> is she trying to twice kill him triple See, she's going to make sure that she'll Shit. never be in her way again yeah but the doctor his mouth is very scary you get a close-up of his mouth with the teeth in it just and so we're aware, there. right, okay? That, he has that's, got a scary mouth, mate. I mean, that, he's got that working against him, Sam. He sure does. You know, it, to be fair, Your Honour, look at his mouth, mate, and tell me that you wouldn't you wouldn't poison that mouth. This mouth screams, poison me. Put poison in here, it says. <laughs> <laughs> Sally sneaks out. She sends a gift basket up to Jack with some nice 
drinks and bits and bobs in it. Yeah, a nice bottle of butterfly juice. Very nice. And then she picks a flower. The flower turns into a Christmas tree mm. and then burns. And this oh. is some kind of future predicting flower. Or she got some special power. No, what actually is, Sam, is that process where a thistle turns into a miniature Christmas tree which then gets burnt to a crisp. That's right. actually how they make twiglets. That's uh, how they're ah. made. But how to get burned? How to get <laughs> how to get burned? <laughs> little uh, cinema swill reference there for you. Yeah, so she she that she takes that as a bad omen that this whole Christmas situation is gonna gonna go wrong. She's like, I better hurry up and poison Jack before he makes a big mistake. Like you know, Jack using the term bric-a-brac. I loved in these little bric-a-brac a secret waiting to be cracked. He decides because he can't crack the Christmas code. He can't understand what makes Christmas Christmas. So his solution mm. is. We'll have our own... Well, no, we'll do Christmas this year. A proper Christmas. The logic there that I don't understand what this Christmas is, I can't get to the bottom of why it works. We're going to fucking do it now. We're going to have our own Christmas, mate. It feels a bit dodgy and a bit, you know, foolhardy of him. And Sally sees that straight away, but Jack can't see that, like, making your own Christmas when you're the Halloween boys is going to have dire consequences. And I love it as well because pretty much the thought process that Jack goes through here via the medium of song is mm. almost the exact thought process of every young adult who's like, no, I'll, I can run Christmas this year. We can have people in the flat. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. we can do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go to the doctor's house and I'll say, make me some reindeer, but I'll just show you like the, the silhouette of the reindeer and just try and work work out that just make him out of bones or something that'll be make fine him, make him creepy yeah that'll yeah. be fine once again helping out the community these will be exceedingly easy to create yeah i'll do that for you free of charge i will i will make life again even though That's mine tricky is so work perilously in yeah. the balance constantly yeah he's a good guy this doctor jack <laughs> gives some some little trickle-treated children uh, more like dicker treaters if you ask me yeah well that's that yes he gives them a top secret mission which he kind of whispers to them and you get a bit of you know, off-screen stuff but then they later say oh yeah jack's told us to kidnap santa claus <laughs> like yeah i thought it was that was going to be like a setup that he whispers this thing and you don't know what he's told them to do but then they're like he's told us to go and kidnap santa claus Ugh! and then they they go and do it because he's a big red lobster man i love their bath vehicle oh the walking bathtub with yeah. the legs that's so great. weird yeah I, it's it's scary. It reminded me of you know in Toy Story the first one. And mm. what's that dickhead kid is like Sid. Sid's making you know amalgamations of other toys together. The bathtub with the legs felt very much like that. That it had like little dolls' feet stapled onto it or some shit. And and what was Sid listening to when he was doing this very dark work? Oh, Blink One Eight Two. That's not very like Sally and Jack, is it, guys? <laughs> Another thing, I, th- there's little touches here. Like, the kids are saying, oh, then Jack would beat us black and green. Because in Halloween land, you don't get beaten black and blue. You get beaten black and green. Because green's Halloween. You know, it's, it's this- all... No. But it's just... Th- <laughs> things are different in Halloween land. Um, the band doing trying to do their rendition of Jingle Bells. And it oh, just sounding, so like, out of tune and a bit chaotic. is is very funny that, that when they're earnestly trying to recreate Christmas, it just always comes out creepy. And that, for that to be reflected in music... You mentioned it there, like, you know, seeing these sad, miserable interpretations of Christmas, but it's sweet because they're trying to do Christmas. Is that how you feel about England? <laughs> 
Yeah, well, that, that's basically like every Christmas lights switching on ceremony I've been to in the UK, where it's always right. like, ah, oh, at least they're trying. Like, come on, kids, let's try it. <laughs> Oh, come on, mate. That was Chico you're talking about there. <laughs> yeah, no, Danny Elfman, though, he did all the music for this. He does the singing voice of Jack Skellington. Right. And, of course, Danny Elfman famously did music for The Simpsons. Danny Elfman mm-hmm. also was the lead singer of a band called Oingo Boingo that had a song called Little Girls. Ah, and there's that. Okay. Yeah. But he, he's collaborated uh, exhaustively with Tim Burton on his films, hasn't he? They're, they're, they're a... a a solid pairing, those two. I mean, the Elf Man and the Burton Man, I mean, they don't get much tighter than that. No. Yeah, the band are doing a bad rendition of Jingle Bells. That's great. Jack doesn't realise... He's he's too hubristic here. He doesn't realise how much of a dink he's being about this. He doesn't get it. He's too full of confidence. Because he, he, he's he been so good at Halloween that he must think, well, I can just turn my hand to anything. I can I can do Christmas. It's very, very, uh, very much like a lot of people in real life, this mm. Jack Skellington. is someone who thinks that they've got it all figured out and then they take on a big project in jest. And the the kids have accidentally caught the Easter Bunny by mistake, haven't they? This nah. is my favourite bit. This is so funny. I don't know why that, like, both very cartoony because he's giant pink, but also yeah. very real because he reacts like a real bunny. He just, like, sniffs things and runs around. Mm. Doesn't say anything, the Easter Bunny. That Easter bu- and the out. idea that Easter is entirely done by this one bunny who just, like, <laughs> is just a big bunny who happens to have a basket uh. is so funny to me. I don't know what... That bunny makes me laugh my ass off. <laughs> it's a good buddy. We have some montage cutting back and forth between Halloween Town trying their best but making really crap Christmas stuff to actual Christmas Town doing the fucking business, mate. Giving it both barrels, really nailing Christmas. And yeah, it's, it's nice Christmas to see that contest. Down. It's like Rocky and Clubber Lang, their training montages. Rocky just dicking around, kissing girls. Clubber Lang really putting in the fucking work, you know? <laughs> I mean, I like it the most about the Making Christmas song is that, like, if you've ever had, like, really shit Christmas presents, like, mm. from someone, you can just imagine them going, Making Christmas, Making Christmas, putting a you new know, Game of Thrones season four DVD, like, you know, you know, sorry, the first half of season four, like, you know, let me, let me get you some Netflix series on DVD, Making Christmas, Making, ah! It's cute. They're trying their best, though. We're, we're trying. <laughs> they can't do it. Oh, wait, no, a second. Granddad's in there to tell you that Grand shouldn't get you this. Instead of having a rat hat, it should be made with a bat instead. No, don't get him that. Get him the Kinect for Xbox 360. <laughs> That's the one he wants. Hey, Kevin, it's only two days till bloody Christmas. Oh! And I thought they were just making Halloween Town really Christmassy and just making that Christmassy. But the, these places are responsible for those holidays in the real shoots world, right? They're in the, the actual. They're, they're, they're taking the whole enchilada this year, Sam. Yeah. And hey, we we see actual Santa Claus. We see him. He's there. He's he's oh, getting, getting kidnapped. <laughs> I don't like this version of Santa Claus. He's a bit oddly proportioned for my mm. liking. I'm, I'm not best pleased with it. But neither no. am I best pleased with Jack dressing up as Santa Claus because he's got uh, Sally to make him a Santa Claus outfit. And I mean, she's very clearly saying, "Hey, mate, you don't you don't seem like yourself. You're the pumpkin king." And Jack, Jack's having a basically Jack's having a manic episode. Is yes. what ha- is happening at this moment. He had a very low low earlier in the graveyard, and now he's gone on this kind of manic streak of like yeah. very kind of aggressively and hyperactively. You know, head first, steamrolling into this bad idea. Turning his hand to a project that he won't finish, but he's he's, too, he's got too much energy and he really wants to get it done. Like, she shows him, like, a picture of him dressed up as Santa and then as the Pumpkin King. 
And he's like, but you're the pumpkin king. And he just takes that clipboard, breaks it over his fucking knee, and he's like, not anymore. But it's not in an aggressive way. It's just like, no, that's not me. I want to get on with being Christmas guy. This is what I'm doing. I'm doing Christmas. Not anymore, Sally. Guess what I'm getting for Christmas? Cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) You can't poison me, Sally. I've got no fucking blood anymore. I I do love his mad stupidity and hubris here. He's he's just going hell for leather. He's like, no, I can do this. This is fine. And Santa, kidnapped Santa, has been brought back to Halloween Town. And I tell you what I loved. I loved the first person shot from Santa's perspective of Jack being like, hello, welcome to Halloween Town. Uh, where Whoa. are you? What's going on? Oh, yeah. We're going to give it a whirl this year. <laughs> it was almost a bit kind of Tarantino-esque. You know, the uh, car boot that opens and you see it from the perspective <laughs> of the car boot. It was a bit like that, I thought. Uh, I do like how the trick-or-treaters, when mm. they take Santa to his destination, the lair of the Oogie Groogie Man, that he's like, what about peace will? peace and goodwill to all men they're like mate we don't appreciate your Christian values here we're having none of this you yeah know? so I don't yeah they, they shove Santa down into a trash chute and he goes into what feels like a Sonic the Hedgehog level almost this kind of jazzy underground zone yeah casino zone a neon gambling jazz man who wants to gamble Santa's life away in some sort of game. I'm not sure what this lad's endgame is here, what he's doing. I think he's just a a prick, this guy. Depending on who you kind of ask, because, I mean, this is kind of wafer-thin lore here, unless we're, like, changing the PlayStation 2 game or, like, you know, Kingdom Hearts and shit like that, or fan wiki entries. But what it seems to be broad strokes is, A, the movie needs an antagonist to have a showdown with, that's important okay. yeah b i think it's meant to be that he like halloween town they they say that they're not mean and so they're basically saying you know, we're scary and oogie boogie but we we're used to kind of celebrate halloween and celebrate the good things about it being scary and a bit of fun yeah. whereas it seems like the oogie boogie man here is meant to be like the legit boogeyman i.e like nightmares terror like pure evil he's the full-on bugger yeah so he's kind of part of the halloween gang but he's kind of left outside in his own little you know he's got a a county court judgment put out against him in his name so he's kind of isolated (laughs) because he's too he's too fucking real yeah 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 i I see what you're saying he's kind of like the sort of jared leto joker of this situation you know he he loves me on shit in his local mp's mailbox or something (laughs) like that you know he's not he's not allowed around polite society anymore no we get more of the uh, halloween band playing christmas songs but creepy just kind of in the background they're just doing slightly wrong versions of songs and i i, I can't get enough of that i love it. minor chord christmas yeah, songs just yes, sli- please. slightly wrong guess sally's got a plan though sam hasn't she yeah so the reindeers exist now it's all set he's got his sleigh he's got the reindeers he's all ready to go and he wants to take off back to the real world which i think is separate from this world there's dimensions and stuff going on how did he get Help. back from christmas town i don't know kevin where where are they what's going on uh, but Ugh, it's all animated, mate. It's it's all nonsense. But right, so Sally's like, right, I can't poison everyone in the town, but I can basically poison fog the weather. You yeah, know, fog. You know. <laughs> so she thinks, right, I'm gonna. Uh, what's her game here? What's her idea? She's like, no, this is gonna go wrong because I've seen the burning of the thing, or she just doesn't like that Jack thinks he can do anything outside of what he's known for. Yeah, I th- I think she thinks that by stopping this, she's stopping catastrophe. Wow. In the way that someone would go back in time and you know kill Hitler a couple of times to teach him a lesson. Yes, uh, but she, she's deciding to kind of put some fog around Hitler so he can't go out. And he, he hits his knee on the coffee table. Yeah. He's like, ah! 
ah, you know, that'll yes. teach them. That's what's happening here. But unfortunately, Zero, the little doggy, he's got a red nose somehow. I can't remember how he did that, but he can light the way like Rudolph. They're not letting him play any of the reindeer games, though, and that didn't get addressed in the movie. I know he's a dog, but come on, guys. There is a culture of bullying that's rife amongst these skeleton reindeers, and... I don't think we should stand for that. It's not. It's institutionalised reindeer games, and we don't need to have it in this day and age, Sam. It's not on. Uh, so I don't approve of that. But it does mean, therefore, that they can actually fly the sleigh and go out on a Christmas run delivering fucking presents, that those shit presents that they made in Halloween Town, to real children. I love seeing kids getting shit presents, and I don't... Like, if I know it works out all well and good in the end, that's that's fine, mm. but th- this is this is golden right here. Yes. Anyone who, like, films their kids on YouTube, and it's like, I mean, your mom and I are getting a divorce, also you're adopted, and we're gonna kill you. <laughs> Look at this, it's a prank, bro, what's wrong? Like, come on, uh, you know, a- any of that? No, but no. this... Yeah, this is great. you don't need that. You got this. You got kids getting silly snakes that eat Christmas. I am that snake at Christmas. I will <laughs> eating I'm all the Christmas. Eat, literally eating it all, <laughs> like you know. That snake is one gin and tonic away from being an accurate representation of me. I a, a thing that I I really enjoy is that the humans here. We only see the children of the humans. Yeah. Uh, we see them opening their presents. We don't see any adults. Uh, the parents and the police. And the policeman, his face being obscured by a big police light in the police station. It's a very interesting touch that we, we don't want to be too connected to the human world. But yeah. we can see it through the eyes of little children because they're, they're still connected to the magic of Halloween and the magic of Christmas and things like that. You know? I, I, I love that. Nice little touch. Like, yeah. I mean, you know, let, let's focus on the adults. Whereas these days... If you had a movie and there'd be adults, it would be there. But then it's like, oh, it's Ben Stiller. What's he been up to? Oh, he voices older characters in animated things. But that's that's kind of it, really. It reflects quite poorly on humanity, just regular old people like you and me, Kevin. That because he's sort of scaring the shit out of them with some bad presents, they decide to fire actual missiles at him yeah. and take him down. Bet you're um, thankful for Trident now, huh? <laughs> Uh, meanwhile, Sally, who had, had just been singing a song about how she wants Jack to know how much he means to her, but she's very pessimistic about this plan and it's not going to work out and he won't ever see that she, she's in love with him and he's great, but he, he can't. He, she just wants him to be himself. She's now trying to rescue the real Santa Claus yeah. to get that all to come back. And it, it works as well because Oogie Boogie's, uh, much, as you mentioned, Quentin Tarantino earlier, in, in mm. the spirit of Quentin, Oogie Boogie's a fucking foot freak fetishist. <laughs> he's, he's, he's well into it. I'm not saying that he's a freak. I'm saying his love of, of feet, he would be a self-described foot freak. Right, That's yeah, what yeah. I'm saying, you know? Mm. He's that into it. Because he only had dismembered leg over there and he's like, <laughs> you know, sticking it all around his eyes and rubbing up against it and all. <laughs> that like that is exactly what quentin is like when you know he's got uma thurman like telling him to get her foot out and he's like Ooh! yeah like, oh, and yeah. He, uma's like hang on a second i just have to put on uh, this pair of shoes you're joking you're joking <laughs> you have to be joking <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners i wish you could see how much of a convincing impression of the boogeyman kevin did there physically as well it was wonderful stuff it looks it's animated. only because i am full of insects that control <laughs> me that is that is the only reason i was able to do it like you, you yeah. somehow briefly I've, became a cartoon character it was, it was impressive. I, I, i've often been compared to a large sack full of insects <laughs> <laughs> so jack gets hit by a missile 
his sleigh gets exploded. Credits roll. I should have broke your thumbs. End of film. Off we go. Let's get to the Star Wars, mate. No, we're still going. I tell you what, this this movie makes use of this a number of times, and this is a very convenient thing for a musical to do. And none of the musicals we've watched so far have done this, where it's like we actually have to advance the plot or literally flick the switch of like sad scene to happy scene just through a song because he's like, it all went wrong. And I fucked up. But yeah. maybe I actually <laughs> did it well. You know, oh, okay. All right, like, fine, you know. Yeah, it's not. Are you okay, Jack? Like, he, you know. He does a little song about how he made a right pig's ear of Christmas. But he reignites his love of being a scary bastard. He loves Halloween again. He's like, I know what I'm good at. I, it was great scaring those children. I did a great job. I do love like, how straightforward this film is. Yeah, it is. It's it's a short, sweet, beautiful little package, you know? It's a nice little story. But yeah, he's, he's realised, I'm, I'm the fucking Pumpkin King. I know what I'm good at. I'm all right. But everyone thinks he's dead. But, you know. You know, Jack Skellington sure. was shot down from the skies by human beings on Christmas Eve. And he's coming back to Halloween Town to take his all ass. I'm the Oogie Boogie Man. He just goes and fucks his shit right up. He's like, you're a baddie, come here. He rips him to shreds. Exactly. He's an intense individual, Jack. The the simplicity of Oogie Boogie Man just being bad for the sake of being bad and just like, oh, I'm going to do some creepy shit with Sally and Santa Claus. I'm just going to kill him because I like playing stupid creepy games because I'm weird. And then Jack coming in and just being like, all right. I'm going to unravel you because you're a sack man and you're actually a sack full of bugs. You're a bug man. You're a sack of insects. Is at this point that yeah. having explained what your you know predilection was with, with, with the stop motion animation, mm. that Joe was like, Sam's going to hate this, surely, because it's these very creepy looking Oogie Boogie and he's full of spiddly diddlies, each of them individually animated and it's kind of gross. Joe... You hit the nail on the head there because I fucking <laughs> hated that with a passion. A man, a, a stop motion animated sack man who turns out to be made of insects that I don't like insects and for the insects to be stop mo- the thing I said about the stop motion was like, oh, it, the movement of it looks like fucking spiders. To then have the spiders be the movement, but also control an entire a sack man made of insects, Ooh. stop motion animated. Fuck that for a game of soldiers, mate. That's a load of arse. I don't like that. Sorry, yeah. whoa, whoa. Hang on a second. What's this phrase? Fuck that for a game of soldiers. <laughs> I think it's supposed to be sod that for a game of soldiers. I've heard that from someone a long time ago, and I didn't didn't understand it, but I was too intimidated by them to ask what it meant. A very common phrase in Ireland is, well, feck that for a game of cowboys. Right. Well, it's probably the same thing. Yeah. I I think it's it's the same sort of thing. So, yes. Maybe it's because in Ireland we didn't want to play soldiers because that meant us being killed lots. Uh, Like, like, oh, the triumphant soldiers of the British, like, you know. Who uh, traditionally never died. But, hey, Boogeyman, scary, isn't he? He is. He's he's horrible. And Santa is is quite all right about this situation. He's just like, oh, for God's sake, Jack, don't try and be a Christmas man again. I've got to go and replace all these grotty goth toys with some actual real nice toys that boys and girls will like, you plonker. But he gets away with it, you know. Basically what Jack here is is that it's like, Mom, Dad, I tried to do Christmas and I fucked up. Can you do Christmas dinner and presents, please? And like, fine. Uh, yeah, we'll sort we'll it do out. This. Yeah. Sort it out. Yeah. Oh, that's the God. problem with Jack. He's He's been given 
He's good at some specific things, and he's got too confident, and he's had ideas above his station. That's the problem with him. Yeah. The moral of this film is don't dream, you know? <laughs> don't, don't try to do something new, all right? Because you'll just, you'll just fuck it up. Those who dream are bound to not learn any lessons along <laughs> the way. Because I really don't feel like he's like, oh, yeah, I've learned a lesson. He's just like, I'm happy now. Sally, come, come here. We love each what's other. This? Yay. <laughs> More like, what's kiss? Yeah? Yeah. That's nice. I mean, their, their whole romantic relationship isn't really set up in any way. But it, it's still nice that they get to, you know, declare their love for each other. And Look, if you, if you catch a girl plucking flowers in your vicinity, like, you know, mm. as, as he did, you know, that's, that's, that's straight up right there. He knew, it, he knew it from day one, Sam. Especially if those flowers turn into Christmas trees and then burn. Then you're like, ah, I, you know, I'm in here, mate. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Sam, did you remember the point which you stopped watching this movie? Then you know, because you said you were like a few minutes in. It must have been really early on. I think it was honestly in the. This is Halloween. This is, ha- and we were going to go through nope. Halloween Town. I think I was like, uh, fuck that for a game of soldiers. I'm very scared. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I, but honestly, I managed to put aside my aversion to some stop motion stuff Good. and just enjoy this for a very simple nice uh, often quite funny musically very engaging and interesting it's, it's just a really nice film and hey kevin it was a short film mm-hmm. it wasn't a short film but it was a short feature length film I-, I didn't feel watching at the end though it was kind of like oh that was you know very light or there was something like no, i you- felt i had the same like bar filled of watching a full length christmas movie you know yes and although it's it's very halloweeny it is also very christmasy and i felt christmasy watching it there mm. is yeah it was nice would you watch it again at Halloween, maybe not for this. Sh- no, it's not for this show. I'm just saying for no, yourself. No. Like, yeah. do you think it's something that could be enjoyed? Because rewatches of this are great because you know so much of the humor is in the lyrics, and obviously anything time anything is sung, I kind of feel like you're going to lose some of the lyrics along the way. You're the songs are all quite quick, quick, aren't they? The, yeah, the, they are. And you miss some of the funny lyrics if you don't, you know. Go to so a sing-alonger version of it with the subtitles at the bottom. It's definitely worth a, a rewatch mm. for the the visual background stuff, and you know, there's a million funny things we saw in the background we probably haven't mentioned here. Well, what I could do, Kevin, is I could listen to the soundtrack, which I imagine has been reissued on vinyl in many colour splatter variants over time. I could guarantee that there are some spooky versions there's a picture of vinyl with Jack Skeleton's face on it yes I reckon there's a picture disc I reckon there's a black and white kind of mottled version you of it you two can own nearly ten songs <laughs> <laughs> but no you know what Kevin I had my doubts about this yeah but that, that was a hoot and a holler that was fun and it was nice it was nice. It's literally a Christmas miracle because yeah. I think before this there was questions about whether this was even appropriate to watch mm. now and even if it was it was front loaded with the visuals. Now does this make you think in any way that you're kind of you're over the kind of stop motion bias like could you watch a Fantastic Mr. Fox or Isle of Dogs or what have you now? I think because like Isle of Dogs I started watching and I stopped watching and I, I, I felt like that was to do with the aesthetic that mm. I just couldn't couldn't get over it but i think maybe if i afford some of those films the same chance that i've afforded this 
then maybe I can enjoy them on the value of the film alone and not necessarily get too bogged down in, oh, I don't really like how this animation moves. It all feels a bit too real. (laughs) So, you know what? Maybe. Maybe I might be over it, or at least through this episode, which, to be honest, has been fucking immersion therapy. um, Yeah, (laughs) seriously. Didn't didn't plan our Christmas special to be like a fucking deep psychological dive, but it (laughs) was. Um, But... I think maybe I've softened on it a little bit and I might be okay. So yeah. I feel I feel a little bit better about stop motion. Although my my favorite band Blink 182 um they have just released a Christmas song and it has a fucking stop motion animated video and that stop motion and it's it's all like oh it's it, this is not another Christmas song is the name of the song and it's got like reindeers going rabid and smashing oh, shit up and hurting all right. the elves and Sorry, stuff. Sorry, I misunderstood. When when you said it was a stop-motion song, I thought you meant that like no, 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 they no. play one chord and then take uh, an audio recording of that one bit and then no, stitch it all There's a, a, a stop-motion video for the song. The, the song right, itself is, is right, 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 um, right, right. Yes, but it's like claymation and it's just low budget enough that it freaks me out, that. Ooh. But this was very high production high quality shiny top notch shiny yeah uh, and i wasn't quite as freaked out by this as i would be the halloween stuff at the start i mean put me on the back foot a bit but it, yeah. it, it was lovely and i can appreciate the the gothic beauty of it wow i get gothic it Gothic beauty yeah, yeah you're gonna be picking up a tote perhaps we shall see you know i have a challenge for you mm. over christmas and before our next episode let's see who can find the most obscure weird stupid Possibly overpriced. Who Nightmare knows? It could be Christmas merch. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas merch. Because okay. that there's a lot. I, I'm just trying to think if there's going to be like you know Jack Skellington condoms or something like that. You know, <laughs> we unroll it. What's this? Because you know? <laughs> if you put the wheelie uh, on it, his little head would pop out, wouldn't it? Like what's oh, this? You God. know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, terrible. All right. Happy Christmas, everyone, for uh, for me. For uh, That's my little gift to you. But this was a, a real treat for me. Yeah. I, I had a good time, and I was scared, well, but I actually feel quite warm and happy in the end. And mm. Isn't that very apt for a film it's like very, this? Very apt, very Christmassy, yeah. to feel warm mm. inside. And with that being said then, Sam, the old, the angle on top of the Christmas tree then. Yes. What is your star wipe rating for The Nightmare Before Christmas? I well, I can appreciate the craftsmanship. I can appreciate the story. I can appreciate the songs. And you know what, Kevin? It's a Christmas miracle. I can even appreciate the animation. <gasps> I will give this film four very solid star wipes. You heard it here first. Hey, thank you for listening to another episode of Cinema Swirl. This episode was produced by Kevin. It was edited by me, Sam, and the music was also by me. If you want to support the show directly and get access to our monthly bonus show, Cinema Swirl, patreon.com forward slash cinema swirl is the way to go. If you want to follow us on the socials, we're at Cinema Swirl on Twitter and facebook.com forward slash cinema swirl on Facebook. If you have any questions, queries, comments, or other stuff for the mailbag, then please send them on in to cinemaswirl at gmail.com. That's cinemaswirl at gmail.com. Please do keep recommending the show to friends or leaving reviews on whichever podcast thing you use. Hey, we're now on Spotify as well, if that's your preference. You can head over to Spotify and search for Cinema Swirl. All right, see you next time. Bye. Bye.